It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. All right, everyone, how are you doing that time again? My name is Matt Hausman, Smart Money Questions Podcast. Hope you guys are doing great. Before I get started, I just have to say, if you are a football fan, I'm recording this on a Monday. The last two weekends of NFL playoff football have absolutely been unbelievable. And it was capped off again yesterday with the championship games, both NFC and AFC, with just some phenomenal play. Um, Not that I'm really a fan of either teams, but once your team is out, still want to watch and hopefully get to see some good competition and not a blowout. And boy, it has been that for the last couple of weeks, that's for sure. So hopefully the Super Bowl can do the same and actually have a uh, real competitive uh, game. So um, before I get started today, I did want to bring up, I came across um, a quote the other day, and I'm a big fan of Jerry Seinfeld and the Seinfeld sitcom back in the day. And in case you guys don't know it, if you are on Netflix, Netflix just released all of the seasons on their platform. But this quote I came across the other day, it was kind of perfect timing because I just got done watching one of the episodes where Jerry went to go see his parents in Florida. And the quote was, my parents didn't want to move to Florida, but they turned 60 and that's the law. (laughs) So I thought I got kind of a kick out of that one. So, um, but listen, what I want to jump into today is two questions that specifically came in. One of the questions I have spoke with clients about over the course of the last year, specifically, along with some other things I think we need to be made aware of that are happening in our overall economy. So before I jump into this, let's make sure we deal with a disclaimer. Please don't take any of the information or ideas or suggestions that I offer in today's show as direct advice for you. Please use it as information and education that you then can discuss with your advisor. Now, if you don't have an advisor or you would like for us to be your advisor, I'm more than happy to have that conversation with you. And it's real simple. All you have to do is go to www.speakwithmat.com. That's www.speakwithmat.com. And my online scheduler is right there. You can go right in. You can schedule a 15 or 30-minute phone conversation. And quite frankly, at the end of that first call, we're going to have a good idea. Does it make sense to have a second conversation? So again, very low-key. Go right into the online scheduler. You don't even have to get on the phone with anyone to schedule this. So again, speakwithmat.com, www.speakwithmat.com and schedule it there. So, all right, let's go ahead and get on to today's show. Okay, the first question comes to me from Steve in Maryland. And the question is, I'm thinking about having my mom sign her house over to me so that she won't have to sell it if she goes into the nursing home and runs out of money. Is this a smart move? I have talked to clients about this numerous times, and Steve, the first thing you want to be doing is 
you want to be speaking with an estate attorney, possibly elder law, hopefully a combination where the, the attorney understands both. But depending on where you are, where you live, there are certain state-specific rules when you start to transfer assets. Most importantly, there's a standard five-year look back with regards to Medicaid and qualifying for Medicaid, a five-year look back on any asset transfers. Transferring the house from your mom into your name is specifically that. And you want to be discussing this with an attorney if the concern is going into a nursing home and she runs out of all of her money. I'm assuming maybe you're wanting to preserve some of the assets. And the only way that is going to happen is if you speak with a competent estate and elder law attorney, wherever, you know, wherever you're located, make sure that they're admitted in that state. So for instance, Maryland, they want to be in Maryland. There's specific rules that you want to be following because in the event you do something that is not allowed, your mom can actually go into what's called a disqualification period Meaning, for a certain amount of time, she is responsible, or you, if you transferred assets and now they're no longer available. You and family members are responsible now for picking up the tab in the event she needs care that otherwise would have been, she would have been eligible for through Medicaid. So again, understand, this is not just the home asset that you're talking about. This is any asset that you start that she starts to make and she starts to transfer out, gifting, what have you. You need to make sure you're speaking with a, uh, an attorney to guide you in, first of all, what is allowed, most importantly, what's not allowed. You wouldn't want to get in a situation where your mom potentially is disqualified for 18, 24, 36 months out of that five-year look back because of the transfer of assets. So really important to make sure, again, this goes back to understanding legal documents, not only your own personal. Now, in this case, Steve, you're stepping in. Sounds like you're doing some some planning and work for your mom with that question is you now want to be making sure that all of those documents are in order. And before, please hear me when I say this, is before transferring any assets is that you have spoke with an attorney that can guide you, especially if you are concerned about the possibility of your mom qualifying for Medicaid at some time in the future. The specific five-year look back does specifically deal with Medicaid planning. Okay, now the other thing could be you, you might want to change it for other reasons, but you'd want to be aware of the transfer of assets and what that can do at some point in time in the future on possibly a disqualifying period of time that your mom would actually be responsible or you responsible for whatever those costs are in the event she does need care. So make sure, Steve, you're reaching out. If you have any questions about that, reach out to us. Speakwithmatt.com. You can schedule a quick call. Um, We actually do have some attorneys, uh, state attorneys and elder law attorneys in Maryland that we can refer out to you. Or give us a call here in the office, 610-719-3003. So, all right, listen, let's talk about the next one. The next uh, question came from Laura down in South Carolina. And she says, I'm 56 and I've been working at the same company for 32 years. 
I'm so tired of being here and I want to retire, but I'm still a few years away from being able to take money out of my retirement accounts. Am I stuck here for a while? Well, the reality is over the course of the almost two years now going into this whole COVID thing is we have seen people with these type of questions constantly. And one of, and you can even go back and you can look at last year in 2021, they call it the Great Resignation. And I just pulled up some quick numbers for um, September, October, and November of 2021. 4.4 million people in September resigned, 4.2 million in October, 4.5 million in November. The other thing I thought was interesting is the year 2021, from everything that I have read, many states had record formations of new businesses, whether it was LLCs or S-Corps. And Laura, what I would tell you in the conversation that I have had with people is there's one thing, first of all, what you mentioned is you're right. I'm only 56 years old. I can't touch, quote, retirement accounts until what? I'm 59 and a half. Otherwise, there is going to be a penalty. Now, there is a couple caveat rules to that, just to let you know, Laura, is that in the event you either retire from there or you are displaced, money inside your qualified retirement plan, meaning a 401k, 403b, TSP, what have you, you can actually pull money out of there after the age of 55 and not pay a penalty. Has to stay in there, though. You want to be speaking with a tax professional with regards to taking those monies out and being exempt from that 10% penalty. But the other thing you want to be thinking about, which is so important, and I literally had a meeting with a client last week, and it was this conversation, exactly, is what are we going to do about health insurance if you don't have retiree health insurance benefits, what are you going to do between that retirement date and Medicare eligibility, which is 65? You guys have heard me uh, speak about this numerous, numerous times because invariably it's a question that comes up all of the time. And it is so important to make sure that you understand, first of all, how important having health insurance is. Second of all, how your health insurance premiums are calculated. It goes specifically off of taxable income at the household level. And that goes directly to where is your money sitting in what tax bucket is it? Is it a traditional qualified retirement plan, meaning pre-tax, comes out fully taxable? Is it in a taxable account? And that could be everything from just a savings account to a traditional brokerage account, what have you, or is it sitting in a Roth account? In the conversation I had last week specifically with a client about this exact subject, hey, listen, I want to get out. I'm looking to get out early. And we were able, I was able to show her, we did income planning, but most importantly, I said, this is where you're going to fall with regards to how much, because she doesn't have retiree health benefits, this is where you're going to fall on what is in the private marketplace with regards to health insurance. In this case, she had money. She has a good amount of money in Roth. She has a good amount of money in traditional brokerage accounts, which means 
in that donut time, in that gap between when she's looking to retire, in her case, 60, and Medicare eligibility, 65, we're going to be able to take money out of those accounts. And currently, those accounts and how they are viewed with regards to getting health insurance subsidies under the Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare, she's going to be able to bridge that gap. But I was able to show her, and I've had to show this to other people, and that is if all of your assets are inside a qualified retirement plan, a traditional plan, you better have another resource to be able to you know, pay the bills that isn't there. Otherwise, your health insurance is going to be many times cost prohibitive. It is expensive. And I'm talking about over the age of 60, if you've got to pay full boat, you know, it could be fifteen to sixteen to seventeen hundred a month, depending on the plan you choose. And it all is income driven. So in some cases we've had clients use the the equity in their homes to bridge that gap. Uh, you know, why even with the Fed talking about possibly which they probably will, raising rates three or four times this year, money is still dirt cheap and it's a heck of a lot less expensive than having to pay the tax on those IRA or 401k withdrawals, let alone the health insurance cost itself. So really important when you are looking at that. Are you stuck for a while? Well, Laura, I can't answer that question because there's a couple other questions that need to be asked and answered before we can. One of them is, do you have health insurance benefits through retiree benefits through your employer? If you don't, then where, what tax buckets are your money monies and investments sitting in. And then of course you are 56. So then if, if you were going to pull the trigger today, can I get access to those assets while still maintaining a reasonably priced health insurance plan along with not paying a penalty on those withdrawals that are going to be needed for uh, the expenses of life, right? Now, the other thing I thought was interesting I mentioned earlier is 2021 in many states across the country saw record formations of LLCs and corporations, basically people, you know, going into starting a business. You want to be aware that in doing that, if you are going to do that, and we have, we've been able to um, work with people that have gone through that transition, leaving a W-2 position and now being self-employed or owning a business, many times it's one and the same, is understand, okay, first of all, am I going to be able to make money in month one? Probably not. I'm going to have to have funds to bridge the gap. The other thing is I'm still going to need coverage. So for instance, Maggie and I, you know, we, we have our businesses here and we are having to pick up our own health insurance. There's no one else but us in terms of being, there's no other, um, benefits outside of what we're able to provide for ourselves. And so you want to be aware, again, if I am going to go down that road, how am I going to take care of that very important coverage aspect, which is health insurance? How much is it going to be? If I am going to start a business, you have to factor that in into your overhead for the business. Because whether it's the overhead, it's just an LLC you formed, you're a sole proprietor, the overhead is at the household level, and it becomes very important to understand and plan for that instead of 
you know, I remember talking to someone, I guess it's been about 10 years ago, and, and the comment was, he was like, man, I am ready to get out of here. The guy in the cubicle next to me, man, his feet just stink, and he takes his shoes off all the time. And I said, hold on a second. I don't care how bad that smell is. Get some Febreze. Because these other things have to be taken care of before just pulling the trigger, making an emotional decision on there. So, um, Laura, those are the things that I would tell you to really be looking at to be able to answer, are you stuck for a while? Um, Unfortunately, many times I've had to tell people because they didn't have access to other assets that, quite frankly, didn't show up on the tax return, which means their health insurance is reasonably priced. In, In some cases, they don't have to pay anything. But if it's not, if you don't have assets that are positioned that way, many times um, being stuck is probably the deal because it just becomes very, very expensive once you go into the private market for health insurance. Forget, and, and by the way, that's just the premium. Forget the fact that you know these plans, many of them now, I know here in Metro Philadelphia, there's only about seven plans that are offered and um, that actually qualify under the uh, Affordable Care Act. And, uh, you know, you're talking about large deductibles, no co-pays. Um, so you, nothing is, now granted, you're still, you're insured. So you're going to get the negotiated rate that the insurance company has negotiated with the providers, whether it be, you know, hospitals and doctors and MRIs, what have you, you're still going to get that. But it's out of your pocket until the insurance is going to kick in after that deductible has been made. So again, I can't stress this enough. I talk about it all the time. If you are looking to, whether it's you're starting your own business, you're leaving your work, you're wanting to retire early, you want to have an understanding on what that health insurance is going to cost. For many people, when I have sat down and talked to them, and many times I go right to healthcare.gov and I show them, you know, we'll put the income in, they get to see it. Um, it's, it's pretty eye-opening. They weren't expecting it to be as expensive as, as it is. So if you have any questions about that, or if you are looking to, you know, start your own business in, in some form or fashion, reach out to us, especially starting your own business. There's so many things you want to be considering and make sure you have in place before you open the doors to your business. Reach out to us. You can schedule a call with me or a meeting speakwithmatt.com again www.speakwithmatt.com or reach out to us at 610-719-3003 or shoot us an email at info at smartmoneyquestions.com listen everyone that's all i've got for today everybody take care we'll talk soon thanks